This episode is brought to you by Karen Twins Productions and their upcoming series, Play It By Ear. Sets release in May. Follow Karen Twins Productions on YouTube and Instagram to stay up to date with the latest Play It By Ear news. I'd like to like, I would re- I would really like to like make that part of one of our projects, maybe like a meta film about making a project. And like, then the camera is zooming into the mouth until you get to that weird boxing glove thing that hangs in the back. Like, why don't say... Yeah, it's like shaking. Um, Dom, do you stop interrupting? That was good content. Let's try it again. So I'd love to film. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's what? so irrelevant. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Welcome to Only Real Fans episode, I think, 36, right? Yeah. Big wow. 36. 36. It's all um, We're talking... Uh, that's true. I know. And it's a younger podcast. Do the math on that one, fans. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but we're talking about something today that I think is a staple part of what me and you love in film and TV that we have just never talked about. Um, like we've done our Kung Fu films, you know, like we're big into the Kung Fu scene and stuff like that. I love good, like Hong Kong. We haven't really. We did a, we did an episode on that. Didn't we? No, did well, we just start I mean, out? Technically the only one we have, and it's not even a Kung Fu film is Raging Fire. But the first yes. ever like movie club thing that we did before we started the podcast was we did Hero and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and um, another one. Oh, Iron, Mon- Iron Monkey. We also did. Oh, we didn't Robin do it. We didn't do an episode on it. True. We did Robin B. Hood, but I wouldn't even consider right, again, that as one yeah. of the greats. We just did. We did two B movies that happened to star our two favorite, two of our favorite kung fu actors. I'd love to go back. Fu. Well, all right, but we've talked about it enough that we are fans of you know. Kung Fu films, Hong Kong, Cantonese sort of fighting films, big fan of that stuff. But yes. the one thing that we haven't really talked about, the other thing that we really love is... Raunchy British humor. Yes, raunchy British humor, man. I'm such a big fan of it. I forgot how much I was a fan of it until we decided to watch this series. So do you want to introduce the series we watched? Absolutely. Uh, this might have been... I mean, you know, obviously we we grew up together watching a bunch of different shows and movies, etc. I mean, mostly the shows we watched were just like, you know, Cartoon Network, like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. But um, this would probably be the first like sitcoms sort of thing where we we were like, we were both very into it and the same same level and like nobody else that we knew was truly that into it. It's a lovely British comedy show called The Inbetweeners. Came out, I think, in 2000, 2008. 2008, yeah. 2008 to 2010. Yeah. Any, any phenomenal episodes of just yeah. the raunchiest teenage British humor. I feel like any British um, any British listeners, if we have any British listeners, would be like, I mean, come on, this is so famous. Like, so many people have talked about this. But for the Americans that might listen to our podcast, it is not really well known. And I wish it was because it's just, it's one of those shows that, I've heard from anybody I've shown is it's so over the top and yet somehow so relatable. 
Like yeah, you probably have, you probably have never actually gone through any of the situations that these characters have gone through, but yet you have just like maybe at a less exaggerated version of it, you know? Part of me thinks it's like they do a good job at delivering empathy. Like you, you know, like when Will craps himself during the test, that's never happened to me. It never will. But, you know, I feel the pain and like the embarrassment, the secondhand embarrassment that he's feeling in that moment, like in, in a way that I can relate to it on just, I guess, like an emotional level where it's like, I, I get it. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. So it's... many of their terrible situations. You just, you just feel that way. Like you, you get it. You get why it's either hilarious or embarrassingly hilarious. Yeah. And you can, yeah. There's like a really uh... weird way to connect with an audience. Yeah, so the show kind of focuses on four characters who are not really losers, but they're not they're not cool by any stretch. I sometimes kind of find that description weird too because they really are losers. Like yeah. there's just almost they're kind of just losers. But I argue the, the losers have better uh, rep, better rep than they do. But maybe that the so that's where the name of the show comes from. In betweeners, like they're not really cool, but they're also not really lame either. I think. If I were going to break down just the title or the, you know, the idea behind the characters, it's because they're losers at their own expense. I mean, there is a episode where they want to go to a party of this girl and they're not invited. And the only reason they're not invited is because she just doesn't know them well. Like they haven't even made an effort to get to know her. So now it's almost like you're not invited because you're not cool. But that just turns out to not be the case. It just turns out that they fucked themselves and didn't really like, like, you know, expand outside their little group. So, Literally, yeah, I mean, think it's about it like that stuff. Yeah. And then there's the episode where Jay has the football friend and like everybody just they just rag on him for having another friend that's not in the friend group. Like they're just that, so yeah. bad at making friends and like maintaining, like having more than just what's in their circle. That is honestly probably one of the more relatable, relatable episodes, I think, is like I completely remember being a kid having a friend. And then another friend of theirs really didn't like me. Like there it's, I don't know if I can, I won't say his name, but I think you remember my friend Miles as a, mm-hmm. as a kid. And then he had another friend who really didn't like me, but it was because I was constantly taking time away with Miles. Oh, so, yeah. I think you told me about this when it was like, happening. he lived in Shelton. He lived yeah. in Shelton. Yeah. I think you may have known him, but um, I probably did. It's one of those things that's, that's just so relatable where your friends make fun of you for having any other friends. And they kind of, like, Jay just fucks himself over. Just completely, like, ruins that relationship. Or Jay in general. So, the like, the characters in the show are Neil, Jay, Simon, and Will. And they all have different traits. Like, I would say Will is pompous. And just, he's oblivious to how offensive he can be. And Simon is, like, a bit of a hopeless romantic. Then Jay is... Jay's just a liar. Yeah, just a just a pathological, yeah, horny liner, liar. And and then like um, Neil is just stupid. Neil is just dumb and like cool things. Actually, Neil's the only one who like gets action with girls and like just yeah. he doesn't put any focus on it. He's a good enough good enough looking guy, and he's just dumb enough to he's Forrest Gump. <laughs> he's just Forrest Gump. That's um, true. I mean, when I think about it, for the most part, unless he's like with the four of them, there's no one who like actively dislikes Neil like he he's probably like the coolest member of the group like if he wasn't with them he'd probably be like popular in some regard be invited to the parties 
Yeah, but he also just doesn't care, which is right. why he hangs out with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say like all of those things are super relatable, especially like Jay. Jay's lies are so outrageous, but we all had friends that were like kind of the exaggerator. The one that's I, like- I still have a friend who is not, not in this regard, but like I can't believe half the things that he says to me. Yeah, I I, I sometimes tend to be that person because I like to hype uh, I like to hype up everything or exaggerate it. But Jay just full on lies, which is so funny. Um, and yeah, so all the the show just circulates around that to like a relatable level. Like I love the first episode where Simon is just or not Simon, sorry, um, Will is just like berating the entire bar. Uh, <laughs> He, he he's basically a rat like he just rats on everybody being underage and drinking in this bar because he just doesn't think about it and momentary like lapse in judgment but he's just, just be it's also it's also because he's like he's very much so a selfish person it's like if i can't have it my way then no one else could have it their way yeah exactly the whole argument he's having about how people can drink in a bar if they have carvery dinners or like if they get meals they can have cider or mead which is so funny I'd say the thing that I was most surprised about rewatching this, which again, for the audience, it doesn't take long. It's like 18 episodes, 20 minutes. Like the Brits know how to end something when it was good. And there are two films, but the show is just great. Um, I was surprised that it holds up. Like in a in the modern world, that show can be quite offensive in some regards. Like certain things that they do or they say are quite offensive. But I feel like it's the type of outrageous comedy that even if you don't agree with the principles the show's promoting, you can't help but laugh because you understand that it's completely farcical. Like it's, yeah, it's not like even always size. Or it's yeah, like it's the just, things they're saying, you know it's not the thoughts of the creators. It's just these it's just these people are so up their own ass. Yeah. Just ridiculously horny that the shit that it they helps say that and do yeah. is just ridiculous. <laughs> It helps that they're like supposed to be teenagers too, because like, oh, yeah. like they just don't know any better. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, wa like watching this with their forty-year-olds talking about like jerking off to one of their friends' mom's panties. <laughs> I think I read up about how they were thinking about doing a, like a show where they're now parents, like just lose their parents. But I really hope they don't do that because I just I want them to live in my mind as just like ultimate children. Yeah, I don't want to see that. That'd be awful. Yeah, it would be terrible. Like the the idea, I want to believe in my own head that they never get laid. Like none of them. <laughs> like, except Neil. They're still, except Neil. Neil's the only one. And he doesn't consider how he's getting laid, getting laid, because otherwise it would be cheating. And I'd never do that. I'd never do that. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite bits is this, the was the last episode where Neil finds out he got that old woman pregnant. And then Will's like, how was it? It's all right. That's it. It's just all right. Yeah. Yeah, my, my legs hurt. My legs ache a bit. Dude, the other the other great one is when, like, Will... There are a few frustrating moments in the show, but one of them is, like, when Will's about to have sex for the first time, and then he's just, like, fucking doing leg lifts on the bed frame. And he's just, like, planking on top of someone and doing leg lifts. And oh, my God. That's, that's an iconic scene. It is an iconic scene, but it's almost ridiculous that, like, that's what stopped him from having sex. Like, try a different position. It's kind of insane that that, like, what they're trying to pose there is she was so turned off by his lack of flow or motion in his ocean that she was like, I'm done. Like, you've lost your chance.
with like the hottest girl in school too. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I think my favorite, my still one of my favorite jokes and favorite characters had to be the, the French kid. Oh, yeah. Patrice. Patrice is so funny. Like even Will's mom is like really into him in that episode. Yeah. And like at the end, he's like, at the end he gets invited into that party and he's just getting laid with the girl that no, with and then will comes and then will comes into the room just like yeah. normally like turns up drives to like to come get on the hell he's like all right we're done here yeah it's my turn, my turn. i kind of hope i i want to believe that donovan didn't win in a fight against patrice like somehow patrice is a badass and beat the shit out of donovan but we both know that's probably not what happened or he liked patrice they they he became friends with them Became friends with Patrice. Somehow yeah. Patrice talked himself and talked his way out of that. Yeah. I but feel like this show is a sixty. I feel like this show also did just never really lost any quality. Like there's not a cut there's not really a lot of episodes that I felt were not funnier than other episodes and they kind of kept the quality at a consistent level. But yeah. that's probably easier when it's only eighteen episodes. Right. And just pretty much just the same plot you know it's not like there was new characters introduced or like they went off to college or anything like that no not till the films right i actually wanted to get a shirt that said pussy patrol for the for the podcast say <laughs> patrol oh man one of my like who's your favorite character if you had to break down like the character not the most relatable i'd say but just the one that you think is the funniest on a consistent basis well i remember like looking back on the show after first watching it i think i always thought jay was my favorite just because like the lies he came up with were so funny but after re-watching it um it's kind of like a cross between gilbert mr gilbert and uh and neil like just the things that they say and their their attitude especially gilbert's attitude with will is just it's just hysterical every time they're on screen together i can't stop laughing Gilbert is 100% my favorite character. Gilbert or Jay's dad. Jay's, <laughs> Jay's dad. Jay's dad is so unbelievably mean to Jay that it almost you you start to like Jay more because of the bullshit that he spreads. I mean, it, it is it literally explains why he makes up all these lies. Which yeah, is why it's wild they even have that great of character development with that one relationship. Yeah, I know, because the relationship is just his dad is just the worst to him, like absolute worst to him. I actually also really like Simon and his dad's relationship. Like Simon's dad just can't keep his mouth shut about how much his mom's a nymphomaniac. I also love how much Simon and everybody else like just hates his mom for no reason. Like Simon <laughs> cannot stand when she talks to him, no matter what she says. And then they all think that she's hideous. It's like, oh yeah, she's a dog, mate. Dude, when when Will does that, they can't, when they fool her, oh my god! I told you that I did that to Simon in an editing session. I, he didn't catch on to it, and I was like, "Ah oh, man, it's like you have to watch the show to understand how funny that is." That noise, yeah. How dumb is she? <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> I also right. think. Uh, oh, go ahead. Wait oh, a well, I gotta ask. What's your What's your favorite J lie? Oh God, my favorite Jay lie. Um, honestly, the, it's either the one about the caravans, <laughs> the one about the caravans. All right, there's three. There's three that are great. 
um the caravan lie is an entire episode worth and it does it like in the things that are funniest to me about it is like he lies but also is not always wrong like they get some action at the caravan club yeah um then the wrong person yeah the next one oh man there's probably four uh the next one that i think is really really funny it's just a throwaway one is when neil first has sex jay just goes welcome to the shaggers club neil and simon says where 50 percent of the members have had sex that's <laughs> it's like one of my favorites the, the banter there is just so funny um then it's got to be when when Simon wants to have sex with his girlfriend and he tells him that he has to jerk off for so he'll last longer. Cause that oh, yeah. just, that sort of like lie is just so, again, it catalysts a whole or it like propels the whole episode. And then the first episode ever. So if anybody hasn't seen the show, you should go watch the first episode. When they get to the bar and he goes to get everyone drinks and he has that whole Australian encounter is just one of my fucking favorite moments. When he comes back, he's like, oh, did you want beers? Well, you better go and fucking get him. <laughs> uh do you yeah, think man. that one bit is inspired the plot for um the second movie like, oh remember when we had jay have an australian Australia? well maybe we should actually, send him to australia i never made the connection but that's actually smart because his family is half australian like at that point they're basically making him australian true because his uncle lives down there right yeah. Um, what about what, you, what about you? What's your favorite Jay uh, lies? Um, Oz, I think, I think my favorite is his lie about hooking up with the Dutch girl, and uh, he's like, <laughs> oh, "Oh, I don't want to get into the details. It's it's too graphic." And then Simon's like, "No, try us." It's <laughs> like, "All right," he gets he gets like defensive. All right, what well, I fingered that, and she shit down my arm. <laughs> The confidence in his voice. Dude, 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 dude. I totally forgot that that happened. And the thing that sells that joke is Will's smile that immediately goes, it just completely drops. They all get so silent. I totally forgot about that one. I totally forgot that. What I figured it, she shit down. Just like the pride in uh, his voice being like, yeah, you weren't expecting that. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh man. I want to get back to Gilbert, but let's talk about our favorite moments from all the characters now that we're on that tangent. So what about Simon? Like what's your favorite Simon moment? Uh, well, it goes into probably, I think my favorite episode is the one where they go to the college so he could have sex with his girl. Oh yeah. It's a, that's a classic. Yeah. It's just so funny. But honestly, Simon's, Simon's a dirty talk in that episode is so funny. I want to fuck your fat fucking fanny off you, you twat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just eventually, he just goes fully aggressive. He's like, just starts insanely just awkward and just like stating facts. Like I'm going to have sex with you. And just, did you know that, um, did you know that that's his wife in real life, or at least they're engaged? No way. Yeah, it's hysterical. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Actually, I, that's one of my favorite episodes, but for completely different reasons. I love the weird game that they're playing around the oh, table. Yeah. Questions, two fingers, is just like, I love the absurdity of that drinking game, because like to me, absurd drinking games are far funnier. Um, and then Neil pissing upwards like a fountain in the bed is insane. <laughs> Uh, That's so good. All right. What's your favorite Simon moment then? 
Oh, 100% my favorite Simon moment is, again, twofold. It's either when Carly hears he's moving away and he just starts yelling in the cafeteria, was it make love? Colony, was it make love? That is so funny. And then the other one is when, again, first episode where the first episode of the show is actually amazing. It just like ropes you right in, yeah. honestly. Like it just immediately assumes you've been watching this for years and like it just gives you its full front jokes. But it's when Simon puts the gel in his hair and his mom goes, that's got, you got quite a bit of gel in your hair. It smells quite strongly too. And he just flips out on her and like storms out and then comes back and asks for 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> That's so that's so funny. It immediately paints you a picture of who Simon is with his stupid little statue of liberty. liberty. <laughs> yeah. When um when Jay calls him that and Neil doesn't get it and he's like, Statue of Liberty, his hand. <laughs> it's <laughs> We're gonna offend a few British people with their accents today, but I'm sorry. This show's just too good. Um You don't like it. Favorite... You're a briefcase wanker. Yeah, briefcase wanker. What else do they call him? Um, posh twat. Posh twat. Um, okay. Uh, what's your favorite? Oh, boner, bro. Boner is just also a great Simon moment. Oh, from the first, from the first episode, or yeah, what? it's amazing. Yeah, when Jay's like, "Oi, Simon's got a boner." <laughs> All right, what about your Will moments? Actually, I think Will's my least favorite character. I fucking hate oh, Will easily. He's just—he's the most annoying. He's the. Well, what I think is funny about him, though, uh, is that he, like you said, he th- thinks he's just above everybody, but he's just also, that makes him the biggest dickhead, and he gets the worst luck out of all of them yeah, because always. of that, because of how high highly he thinks of himself, because he went to a fucking prep school before this, where he also had no friends. There's almost no redeeming qualities for these characters, but Will especially is just... Pretty much every favorite Will moment of mine, I'm assuming yours too, is going to be interactions with Gilbert because Gilbert puts him in this fucking place every time. Mm. Well, it pains me um, leading up to it, but one of my favorite Will moments is definitely his just outrage about getting not getting the front seat at the ride and he just rips the people apart and then he finds out that he's getting seated next to the people he flipped out on have Down syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, like, it's so cringy, but like just the delivery of just the camera just panning to them. And he's like, I'm the worst per- human in the world. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that scene is a great, is a great example of what this show I think does really well. Very much like Always Sunny is it is surface level. That's pretty offensive. But if you read into it, the joke is completely centered on Will. Like, mm-hmm. Will is the biggest dick, and you know he's the biggest dick. And that's the joke, right? They're not making yeah. fun of people with Down syndrome. They're making fun of this guy who is outraged by the fact that he has been waiting in line for the front seat and then just goes on a tangent only to find out that he's like, that they've put a bunch of disabled people in the front seat so they can get that uh, pleasure and enjoyment of the roller coaster. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so funny and it's so cringy. The other one with Will that's cringy is when he puts that fucking wig in his pants i couldn't finish that dude i still don't get how you couldn't finish it like i don't know because it was idiot, it's it's just it's just so stupid yeah like, it's so to the point dumb. where i'm not cringing about it i'm just like dude you're an idiot <laughs> it's so stupid it's overly stupid to me <laughs> i love when he's talking to patrice though and 
Patrice tried to speak French to Patrice. Patrice just goes, Arabs. <laughs> he's horny and a racist. <laughs> I think he's horny and a racist. I just did a nice uh, dig to your mother. Your mother, she's uh, quite sexy. She has the six. <laughs> um, yeah, she has the six. But pretty much every great will moment is just kind of... Yeah, that's a great one. I think any of the best ones are probably when people are ripping him down. Like yeah. when... What's the... I can't remember if this was for the the fashion show or a different one, but when, when Gilbert calls him in and he immediately just goes, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. That's like, that's like that's like the beginning of their conversation. He comes in and goes, hello, Mr. Gilbert, shut up. I love... When in the fashion show episode where he's like, I don't believe in the fashion stuff, which again is so funny because it bites him in the ass once it's like for a girl, he's fully part of it. Yeah. But um, it's literally when um, when fucking Gilbert's like, well, I agree with you. Like, I think it's a terrible thing. So I don't have to do it. No, you do. No, 100% you do. And like, he's just being a dick on purpose. I also love when, he, when Gilbert finds out that uh, his mom's single. Oh my! And God. then he's and he's talking about her being his type. In the, in the movies, they end up dating. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I totally Gil- forgot about that. Gilbert starts ends up ends up dating his mom, which is so funny. Also, Gilbert's speech, man, in the movies, like if if at the very least anybody is interested in watching the show, please just go watch the films because the films are actually really funny. But the first movie just it it covers the entire sort of like ridiculousness of the first three seasons like gilbert's speech about not coming back and telling people how uni was and like don't, i don't care once my legal obligation to, to look after you people is finished i can promise you i am one nasty fucker <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny dude gilbert's easily my favorite character yeah hands down like every line that he says is just it's too good i also yeah. love his reaction during the Duke of Edinburgh, um, when Will calls him Phil, he calls him by his first name. He's like, well, since this is outside of school, you know, I thought I could just call you Phil. And he just fucking leans into him and just embarrasses him in front of the entire, like, class. <laughs> I like, um, I like when they see him at the mall. Also, what a great episode where, where Will, that's actually one of the few episodes where I think, like, Will didn't really do anything wrong until you find out that girl's dad died <laughs> but he's dating like he's dating the really tall girl oh, but yeah. when they see when they see gilbert at the the mall and they just like when they see him the next day just say the name of the mall and gilbert's like two weeks detention <laughs> he keeps giving them more water side water side <laughs> it's like i think like if we're gonna get more into why why i like british humor probably i think why we both agree British humor is so funny is it's just this level of like banter that doesn't take a lot of energy to be funny. It it takes more energy to find the thing funny. Sometimes I feel like Americans like we have a like great stand up culture, right? But stand up culture is all about like building up the joke. Yeah. Whereas I think British culture is much more about banter. So it's about how you respond to something or how you can say something funny. And it doesn't even have to be that funny. It's more for the person who's hearing it who has to find it funny. Like just saying the mall's name is funny to me, you know? And like yeah. these boys making a joke, all of that joke has to be is like, 
saying the name of the mall, not making a joke about how he was shopping for teddy bears or any of that shit. It was just literally like water side, water side. And that's the funny thing about it, right? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, all the situations that we just mentioned, what makes them funny isn't the situation itself. It's, it's the, it's how they, it's the dialogue. It's what, it's what gets exchanged between the characters that we find so funny. And then a lot of sitcoms, especially American ones, like your highlights are usually more situational based as opposed yeah. to like the action rather than the words. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like banter is such a much more, is a such a stronger concept in British humor in general. Like my favorite parts in the show is when they're bantering with each other and the responses mm -hmm. are like brilliant or hilarious. Like, like they're yeah. not even like coming back with an insult. They're just respecting the dig. Yeah. They're like, you know what I mean? Uh, that to me is so funny. I was talking with Luis about this, but I feel like U.S. humor is much more like it can be much more like you're saying um, situational, not less like dial, much less dialogue-y, or it can be like Seinfeld or Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where it's almost more super derogatory. Like the things yeah. they say in Always Sunny are genuinely horrible things to each other. You know, it's not banter so much as it's just like screaming and being mean-spirited, yeah. which can be very funny, but it's not the same sort of kind of like, this is joshing with your friends, that's kind of like being the meanest you can, and then just seeing the humor and how funny it is when someone's that mean. Yeah, for sure. You know? Both yeah. dark humor, just like a different sell on the dark humor. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it is funny though, like there's only a handful of people I know outside of us who have watched the show and only one of them likes it. And the other, really? the other few who who I know watched it, like they couldn't get into it or just thought it was like terribly unfunny, like or like they just didn't get it. And it's it's interesting, like uh, how you know how that is American. I guess like a wide margin of American audiences, maybe they just don't grasp um british british humor or at least like this type of british humor where it's just a little too like raunchy and cringy that makes it maybe it makes them uncomfortable or something rather than just letting it ride probably i mean i can see the cringe factor of it but you just you have to really be a fan of just the the intricacy of what they say to each other and how funny those things can be like what we we're talking about right like so much of it is just them taking the piss out of each other which is what friends do and that's to me why it's funny because it almost makes you feel like you're part of the gang really quickly. The only character that doesn't do that so much is like Neil because he's dumb and he's just more saying things that are like actually stupid that are funny. Like the eight-year-old's line is just, that's probably my favorite Neil moment if we're going yeah. back to the favorite moments. That one, uh, when he's in the car and he farts, could be a fart, could be worse. <laughs> I had a sausage, a sausage roll. Isn't there, am I misremembering this, but isn't there a fucking episode where they see Will's mom on a nudie mag or something? They're like in a gas station. I think it's the one where they go into the caravans and they're in a gas station and Jay and Neil are looking at like a nude magazine and they call Will over and they go, that is definitely your mom. And you see Will's face kind of go, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah. I think I, I got, I can't remember if it's that episode, but like, that's the type of humor that I get from Neil Moore. It's just like, he's just saying things that are uncomfortable without meeting it, you know? 
<laughs> but he's like he's so like earnest about it like like yeah. uh, what was it when a will is like please don't jerk off to my mom can't promise that mate sorry <laughs> yeah, exactly it I means nothing more by it than the fact they're like what it's gonna happen <laughs> i'm what sorry he, about that the valentine's day episode where like jay has written a bunch of valentines to himself but then neil hands one to will and goes can you give that to your mom for me <laughs> <laughs> from all of us <laughs> Yeah, and he's like really genuine about it. He's not like he's not making a joke at all. He's being super serious. Like, I really want you to give that to my mom. Uh, actually, I think my favorite Neil moment now that we're talking about him is the career day one, and uh, he's like, um, "What did you put down as your top um, placement?" Oh, air, uh, airplane driver. Oh, what's that? Person who drives airplanes. You mean a pilot? A what? <laughs> Yeah, a pilot. <laughs> I like the dog line, obviously, but that's not in the that's show. That's movie. That's the movie. But it is. Um, it is iconic. I love that line. Nothing beats the Neil moment where he punches the fish. There's uh, nothing that, that made that me is, cry. It's hard to watch, but it's so fucking funny, though. I cried laughing. Like, I actually, like, audibly laughed at that, and I had seen the show a few times, and that, to me, is still just one of the funniest things is when he's just punching the shit out of that fish to kill it. Oh, my God. Because he had no idea what else to do. <laughs> I know. But see, that, but that's, the... that's a scene, though, that if I show that to somebody, there's, like, a very good chance they wouldn't like it or get it or to find it remotely funny. That's strange. I think we talked about this a little bit off the podcast, but I feel like FX has been pushing more humor that kind of is like this like we were i've been re-watching wilfred recently i think we're going to do a podcast on that at some point too but that that was originally australian but that is a super dark show like the yeah. humor in there is all centered around mental health same with always sunny always sunny though is like again mean-spirited humor like the shit they do to each other is just horrible yeah um i feel like anybody who likes those shows could really come into something like in-betweeners and appreciate it for what it is because it is relatable but if you're more looking for your friends type humor or like just standard sitcom type humor, yeah, this is definitely not where you want to go. This is super like, this is gritty. This is blue collar sort of humor, you know? Well, when I think blue collar, I think of Jeff Foxworthy. So I'm not going to agree with you on that adjective. <laughs> blue collar, I thought just is just well, it's like because Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy and like uh, Greg, Greg Enval. I think that's his name and like larry the cable guy or like a blue collar comedy troupe like they do like did like tours together back in the day of just doing like right. southern like working man humor <laughs> not like that that is not that is not no not like that you but know like, you're a briefcase will... ranker yeah when you shit yourself in your exams this is this is more like kind of raunchy this is pretty yeah. raunchy it's yeah teenage yeah. raunchy humor yeah, it's kind of like a more sophisticated American pie. Whittier. We'll say Whittier. Whittier, yeah, okay. Whittier. Whittier. Yeah, because, um, again, most of the humor is about what they're saying to each other. In American pie, half the joke is that he fucks the pie, amongst yeah, other things. It, literally a 90-minute movie, half the movie's joke is riding on the fact that he bangs a um, apple pie. Yes. Yeah, that's not in-betweeners, I promise you that. But, I mean, the first, the second episode, the way that opens up, I mean, just insane. What? They're in the park playing frisbee. I won't give it oh, away. Yeah. That. 
Right, right, right. Yes. I mean, that... Oh, yeah. I remember watching it. I, was, I did not know. I forgot that was the second episode. I truly... Yeah, they that just was later in straight that into it. Yeah. No, they just, like, they they lay it all out in front of you. Like, here we go. This is the type of show we're making. Uh, I love that she doesn't give the Frisbee back. That just makes it so good. That just gives you... I the have a receipt. I have a receipt. <laughs> all right. Honestly, in terms of, like, general, like, line delivery, that's probably the funniest well moment in terms of, like, him just like him being him the other ones are more like the funnier will moments are more like the ridicule that he gets but that one like his actual delivery of saying that line is so funny the other one the other great will moment is definitely when he's dating the girl who's much taller than him and he's yes. like talking about how he refused blowjobs because he didn't want to be with like he did like a chivalrous thing <laughs> and everyone hates him um it's not even very chivalrous it's just like i refuse sexual advances because i didn't want to be <laughs> um but oh man yeah that like that's the thing this show it it's pretty much as raunchy as american pie but it has just a bit more i think wit to it wittier humor like things that like actually would happen whereas i feel like american pie you're right it's just like the joke is more that these dudes are trying to get laid before they become you know before they graduate or something so it's all situational comedy nothing is witty about that at all no you know Whereas, like, dude, even now, we're, now I'm thinking about the second episode of uh, In Betweeners. That episode jumps everywhere, goes from the park to them, like, to them skipping school, yep, to them, like, to like to Simon proclaiming his love, to like him puking all over a child. Like, I mean, it just I know, that I, episode I, is so loaded. I know that again. Like, not only did I forget that that was only the second episode, I thought. All three of those moments were different episodes. No, it like, and you know, that episode is a great example of they pretty much took hilarious scenes and then shut, like, shoved it into a 20 minute thing, right? So there's almost no wasted moment, which yeah. it seems like simple. Like, write a comedy. Yeah, every scene needs to be funny. But if you think about most comedies, that's not how they perform. Like yeah. there's just because you need to get from point A to point B. So if joke A works, you need to figure out how to get to B. But somehow, they just wrote something that's like starts out with them getting chased out of the park, goes to them skipping school, and like trying to trick the parents and Gilbert, which is super funny. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Simon's lie. Uh, the Simon and his friend will have food poisoning. I know it's used Cooper. You son. <laughs> yeah. And then like then Will in the liquor store. Good day. It's dressed looking Good like day. an acidic Jew. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like an acidic Jewish man, and he's just buying crisp, crisps. He's just buying a bunch of chips instead of alcohol. And dude, the bunder line. Some technical difficulties. Yeah. So what were we exactly talking about before I disappeared? I don't know. You were getting into something, and then you froze. I was getting into something. What was I getting into? Well, that's the thing. You froze before you started, <laughs> so I have no idea. Only you. I think I was just going on a, a a rant about how I think that this show in general just has more wit, and like it it hits more. It it basically does what any good comedy should do, which is just cut out all the bullshit and just go to the funniest things. Like episode two is the best example of that. Like every single scene is just so funny. And it doesn't really waste a lot of time being that funny. And it still comes full circle. Like the whole bumder thing, 
yep. is fucking hilarious. And the just desserts they get at the end of the episode, like, is just too, it's just too good. I know. Um, yeah, particularly when they start to try to convince their parents that they're alcoholics, I was very, I was laughing very hard. And uh, trying to frame Neil's dad as a pedophile. <laughs> I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> the, the line delivery on that. I'm not a pedophile. Dude, probably the best insult by Will by far is when he's talking about the little handyman that comes home with Neil's dad. He's like, what's he going to knock up? A closet for you to hide in. <laughs> it's so fucked. Oh, no, and I mean, another good Will moment, though, is when he's at the the, the garage working with the the handyman or like the mechanics and he's basically telling him that he'll never do this and he's above them. It's yeah. dirty. It's dirty work. I wouldn't say stupid, but not into in uh and what does he say? I wouldn't say dumb, but not academic by a long stretch. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, Will's just obliviousness is my favorite thing, probably of his character. Otherwise he's annoying. Yeah, absolutely. What was the name of the guy he was uh he was seventeen and he worked at the garage and he showed up to the club, the under eighteen Wolfie. club. Wolfie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest one off character in the in the whole series, I think. What does he say? What does Will say to him when he's like, I'm seventeen? And like Will just freaks out. He says something so funny to him. Yeah, I forget something, what something about him being like thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is so funny when Wolfie's like, I'm 17, and he freaks out. I also love that Neil just is the best intern that the newspaper's ever had. Have you even read a newspaper? No, sir. Um, I will say the one thing about the show, though, is that there's just not that much depth to it. It's just really good for a laugh. So if you're looking for anything that just like to calm your brain down or like just really laugh out loud to, give it a few episodes. I promise like you'll you'll get into it. It's very funny. Yeah, but one of the show. If you don't, if you don't appreciate or like, usually go for the sense of humor. It'll probably take a few episodes to kind of get into its vibe. As opposed to yeah. us, we were immediately hooked on it. Hundred percent. I would say, like, in terms of shows, British shows that I'm really excited to talk about that we'll talk about in a few episodes. I think is um, uh, this other one, Fresh Meat. That if anybody's listening now and wants to prep, watching a few episodes of that would not be a bad idea. It's all on Prime if you're interested. But that show has a lot of depth and a lot of humor. And arguably, I would say I'm watching it now, even funnier humor than like Inbetweeners. Because it's it's just a little less insane, mm -hmm. but that only makes it a little bit more relatable. True. Yeah, I, I still got to rewatch it. Oh, dude. But I does, cannot and it wait. stars Simon from Inbetweeners. It stars Simon from Inbetweeners, yeah. So I mean, honestly, really... it's kind of the same character. He's just yeah, it's like, a spiritual sequel. He's just the he's a dickhead who tries to put on many different hats um, just to like impress people. Hundred um, percent. When we're off the podcast, I'll tell you the episode I was watching yesterday. What happens? Because I think you forget it, but I have to tell you because it's so funny. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, please go watch In Between Us. It's a hilarious British show. You can also watch it on Prime. Yes, you can. Yeah. With very poorly placed commercials. I don't know if you know. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. They just come up out of nowhere. In middle middle of sentences. Yeah. They just show up. I know. That's I like... Mean, could you... That's such the... Like the only... I think the only streaming service that actually 
places ads and like like what's the word i'm looking for places them well or like tastefully is hulu all the other ones like tubi freebie um i think even peacock they just like you know mid mid sentence i'm watching a movie i'm in the middle of an action scene and all of a sudden i'm seeing a dog food ad could you imagine if like i mean literal mid sentences yeah could you imagine that if we just decided to end this podcast mid kleenex a great tissue for a great nose <laughs> all right uh i'm done yeah i'm done if you don't watch it you're a briefcase wanker. Mm-hmm.